Today's episode of Tyson Tate is brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Helmets, shoulder pads, mouthpieces, vaccinations. BioNTech and Pfizer remind you that football season is at its best when you help protect yourself. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the sports world turns its eyes to the city of Los Angeles. Yes. For the big game this weekend. (laughs) Between... The USC Trojans Ooh. and UCLA Bruins. Uh, Mick Magic is dead. That's what I'm here to report, folks. We are we are boots on the ground mm. in Los Angeles, uh, as you know. That's what everyone comes to this podcast for. Tate, we are the the West Coast college basketball podcast. We are the only podcast and, that waits and stays up and watches yes. USC play UCLA and breaks it all down. So we just watched that game, and I'm here to break it all down. Mick Magic is dead, and I'm officially worried about UCLA. And Tate's going to talk me off the ledge. <laughs> When it comes to the UCLA hype. What is Mick slash Mickey without the magic? Nothing. It's, there is no kingdom. There is no magic kingdom. It, it might be over. It might be over for UCLA. Mm-hmm. Lost five straight against USC. We'll talk about it. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, this was a big rival. Last week was a rivalry weekend, as we know. This Duke, is part two. Duke and Carolina game happened. No, uh, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> Wipe that away. Part two. Uh, Buckeyes taking care of business. And Carolina against Florida State. They're real was rival. That rival? <laughs> that, man, what a big game. Uh, Ohio State beats Michigan. I might talk. I might get excited. We got to talk about that. A little bit about, also, might, Memphis might be back. Oh, Memphis. <laughs> Not that in the tournament is Amani back or is Memphis back? No, Amani's, Amani's back not back. Is is not back, but Memphis is back. Yes. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Providence continues to be super lucky, which is becoming mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious. How they keep winning games. We're- so lucky that a fan had a four leaf clover <laughs> sign today in the crowd in Providence. So at least they acknowledge it. And I uh, I want to talk about Baylor a little bit because they're all over the place too, trying to figure out how good they they actually are. How best team in the country are. when when one hundred percent. We'll talk about there it. was uh, there were a ton of fun games. We're gonna do our best to recap them all. But first, what are you doing? All right, we have a lot to get to. Uh, I, I I might not be able to contain myself talking about EJ Liddell and Ohio State. Um, yeah. Beating Michigan. Uh, I know this comes on the heels of losing to Rutgers, but I don't care. I care about what just happened in front of me. Also, and, Joe uh, Lenardi, for the Rutgers fans that are listening, he said the Rutgers should Rutgers, be in the tournament. Rutgers is in the tournament, yeah. so ipso facto, Ohio State losing at Rutgers and giving not up, a bad loss. Giving up 10 straight points to close the game. Not a bad loss. No. It was actually not bad at all. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. We, let's talk about the game we just watched. Um, again, to, to set the scene, we uh, we once again came over to Tate's house on Saturday night, and we are recording right after watching UCLA lose a game they should have lost. Hey, what do you know? Just like last week, Tate. <laughs> <laughs> we did it again. No Isaiah Mobley uh, for USC in this game. Um, we we when they show Isaiah Mobley and they because uh, we're we're not exactly as are we cursing as we, UCLA now that I think about it we did this we, last we probably week. are oh my god we're not exactly or at least I'm not as, as plugged into uh, uh, USC as I would like to be I guess because I didn't realize Isaiah Mobley wasn't playing in this game until I mm-hmm. saw that he wasn't playing in this game and then I, I don't like, think that was known though Cause, yeah because I I had heard some USC people chatter 
yeah. that, that was coming my way through some different channels. And they were saying, we're going to beat UCLA tonight. And I assumed that they were doing that yes. under the guise of Isaiah Mobley playing. But also, they didn't need Isaiah Mobley. They did not. They need, Drew, Be- Drew Peterson. <laughs> Drew you know? Peterson uh, was unreal. Uh, did not hit the rim the entire night, I yeah. don't think. Was talking all sorts of shit. His one miss was an air ball, so technically never, hit, never the hit the rim. Never hit the rim. I was right. Um <laughs> So U.S. I, I guess we could like talk about this game, but uh, I I I really just want to talk about uh, the the vibe of this rivalry as a whole because uh, five is, in a row for you. It is it has become undeniable that Andy Enfield owns Nick Cronin, and this is problematic for for me for us because we are a UCLA podcast. I yes, want to say basically. we're always public schools. We're public mm-hmm. school guys. Mm-hmm. We don't like the private schools as much. Mm-hmm. Um, we should do. I was thinking about this by the way for a segment to do. Uh, my my private school rankings, <laughs> my my top five private like the because I do find that like in every rivalry I do I do tend to like the the public school more. Same. And I yeah I don't know. I've based my life on that, I, and I actually saw both sides. You know what I mean? I went to elementary school public, yeah, private middle school, public high school, and when I was in middle school, and obviously middle school is terrible for everybody. But it was really terrible because I learned about private schools. And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. What a terrible place. No wonder. It actually emboldened my Duke hatred. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I can't stand this. But in this sense, it feels like USC has like, because it used to be the public school has like a little bit of a psyche in sports over the private school, but not in this case. It, yeah, usually I think like the whole public private school rivalry is that the private school are stuck up assholes who like think they're better than what they are. Mm-hmm. And then the public school is the blue collar, like underdog. Yeah. We're going to show you what you that's, really that, are. I, that's not always true, obviously. No, but, but that's, that's how like, we, that's, that's that's how how we wanna, frame it. That's yes. how you want to dress it up. <laughs> um, and that is not the case with UCLA and USC. It's like the opposite that UCLA is the glorified program and the, the one that's put on a pedestal. And USC is the uh, the football school that that does not mm. have much of a basketball program. The UCLA people making fun of the Elite Eight banner that yes. they hung up. Yes, yes. yes. The U- USC has their 2021 Elite Eight banner. And USC has now won five straight. They have won, uh, as we saw tonight in the montage, a couple of them have been buzzer beaters. The last couple were, were at the buzzer, basically. Uh, tonight was kind of at the buzzer. USC sort wow. of tried to hand it. It was almost like like USC was up big, and they purposely let UCLA come back into the game just so at the buzzer UCLA could feel heartbreak again because <laughs> that seems to be the pattern. And I don't know uh, what other conclusion to make than you have a UCLA team that Went to a Final Four, uh, was was a half-court shot away. I guess if Jalen Suggs doesn't make the shot, it goes to overtime. So I guess that's not fair, but for our purposes. A half-court shot away from playing for a national title last year. Basically bring the entire team back. A USC team that loses their Rookie of the Year in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, his brother, who's the best player on the team now, is now out in this game. Both Mobley's out of this game. Both Mobley's are out from the team they had last year. USC should and is worse this season than they were last year. UCLA, you would think, theoretically, it's the same guy's back. They've more cohesive, whatever they should be better, and yet USC wins. Tate, I think I've seen enough that that it, it's. I'm I'm worried about UCLA. Not only like this specific team, but is UCLA not back? Is the question? Mm-hmm. Do we prematurely call UCLA back? I'm a little bit flustered when I look at this UCLA team. Obviously, what happened during the Arizona trip, the first leg, we understood and it made sense. We're going to lose to Arizona, especially yeah. how we played the Arizona game in Pauley. Still gives me hope. That wasn't that long ago. Okay. And that game really got me back, you know, understanding where we have and where we're looking, you know, as we approach March. But what hurt me tonight 
It all started with Jaime Jaquez's angles. Mm-hmm. And this is the real story of the game because Jaime Jaquez is limited. Bill Walton during the broadcast is like, Jaime cannot run. They need to take him out of the game and put in someone who can run, which I think is a prerequisite, obviously, for anyone that's playing in a basketball game. You would hope they can work. You can hope they can run. Uh, Jaime Jaquez, the ankles don't look great. The game. He missed a couple layups, and then like he he he's he's a tough son of a bitch, but he also is is uh he's, he's not, lumbering. He's not immune to the condition that every basketball player suffers, which is when you miss a layup, you limp a little more. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I said he he always, always looks like everything is a little bit hard to do on the basketball court. Yeah, you know, yeah. for, you know, he's a very low center of gravity guy. That's a good point. Like what he he usually kind of limps, or usually is yeah. kind of like. It's it's he's never been. But smooth. this is the first time that so, we've heard that it's confirmed that his ankles are what they are. It is what it is. Was kind of what they said, yeah. and that he's going to play through the pain. Yeah, which is not a good place to be in. You know what I mean? I didn't understand because they said at the top they were like, uh, "Hawkes has bad ankles, and he's going to have bad ankles the rest of the year." Like and it was like a like. There's no chance. Yeah. There's no hope. Yeah. So why not just not play him for a little bit and then see if it gets better? Treat his ankles and bring him back when they're better. Versus like throwing him out there and having him limp around, but then like leaving him out there when he's like, hey, Bill Walton's like, get this man out of the game. Yeah. He can't even walk. Yeah, he's like, please check him out. And, and then- I was watching and like, I, I, you know, I was sucked into thinking like Bill Walton was going to be right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow, I guess they're going to lose hotkeys for the rest of the game. Played the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And in the second half, you forgot that that was even the case. But I think larger scale, when you talk about this team, you worry about that. You worry about Johnny finding that magic. And, you know, the 2020 NBA season was the Mickey Mouse season. It, you know, obviously trickled into college basketball. We we talked about the Mickey Mouse tournament that we witnessed. And it was all Mick Cronin, a.k.a. Mickey, driven. And that magic came from Johnny Juzang. It came from Tiger Campbell. It came from Jake Kime. And it came from all sorts of places. But it, it was all trending UCLA. Yeah. This game was the first time... We've been caught up in the magic. It was the first time we looked around and we're like, maybe it's not a fairy tale. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that, because if it I, was, Tiger's shot goes I've, in. I've had excuses every use that they lost. Like, they lose to Gonzaga. I thought, you know, that's whatever. That's okay. That's, that's, that's yeah, an irrelevant yeah, 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 game yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's in Vegas. Early that, in the season. That's for TV. And, like, mm-hmm. they they don't need that. They, whatever. It's non-conference. And, uh, you know, who cares? Um. When they lost to Oregon, it was they had come back from COVID. So you're like, all right, let's make an excuse there that they they, they had a <laughs> long COVID pause. They just came back and and maybe they were a little rusty. As you said, they lose at Arizona. That makes sense because Arizona needed that game. That was like a must win for Arizona. This whole solidify yeah, who they were to, mm-hmm. to to take themselves seriously as national title threats. You can't be swept by UCLA. You can't be swept by a team in your conference if you think you're gonna win a title. You know so. That was a must win for Arizona. Then they lose to Arizona State, and I, I was, I was, you know, I was teetering. The excuses at that point, I was like, "All right, that was a really bad, just loss. wacky Pac-12 bullshit." I guess you, uh, you they say always it's a- hangover from the Arizona hangover game. from the Arizona game. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they're partying too much, you know, at ASU. I don't know what it was, but I was like, for whatever reason, every time they go to Tempe, they lose. So maybe there was something there. I don't know. I'm officially out of excuses. They've lost three or four now. Uh, they 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 are not inspiring a ton of confidence in how they play. Nothing's really changed in how they play. So I guess like you can talk yourself into circles because I mean this is this was this was the preseason too when we were talking ourselves into circles as to how good UCLA actually was because you're like where well, are they the team that went to the final four are they the team that lost like you know there was that was an 11 seed that yeah the team made that barely the made the tournament yeah um I know I'm talking myself into circles of like they haven't changed anything in how they play really uh they they still 
take a ton of tough shots, make them a lot, but also it's like, why is this the offense? Yeah. Why 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 is Johnny Juzang like never create separation? And why is why does it seem like everything's a little bit forced? Uh so on the one hand, you're like, well, this is who they are and it worked last year. So like why do they need to change? And on the other hand, I'm like, well, we've lost three or four and there's no I'm not feeling a sense of optimism, Tank. That's all. That's yeah. all. And it's hard to like when you start stacking it together and you're like, we've lost the the, the UCLA's lost five straight to USC. Um and USC didn't have their best play. I don't I don't know. I I don't I don't know how I, I, I'm officially crossing UCLA off of my uh, national title contender list. See, I, I'm still making excuses because I am saying that this game, you know, despite everything that you said, I mean, I, I wiped the Arizona games. That was one trip. I say, OK, I can wipe that clean. This is the rivalry game that Andy Infield. This is a this is. Separate. It's weird how this is separate from the reality of the season. I, I okay, still feel like I want to say this too because uh, I think people not in not on the West Coast and not in LA, uh, you, you would probably the, the perception of Pauley Pavilion and the Galen Center both is that the crowds don't really show up and mm -hmm. they're you know it's because it, you watch right. these games on TV. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, we're not arguing that. Not arguing that at all. That they are not exactly the 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 loudest. They're not Allen Fieldhouse. Yes, yeah. this is not Allen Fieldhouse. But I will say, when UCLA and USC do play each other, that is the one game. It doesn't become Allen Fieldhouse. Let's not get crazy. But they do pack the place, and they do go nuts. It, and the celebs get like Nick Young <laughs> and Matt Barkley are at the gate. You know, like, that, that, the same is true in UCLA yeah. when it's at Pauly. Mm -hmm. um, this game does matter to people in the city, uh, you know, to what degree. I, but it is like a legitimate atmosphere. It's a legitimate crowd. And that was cool to see um, because I don't think you see that that often at the Caitlin Center, for being honest. And it's also very college sports when we say the stars come out because it's not like, you know, Jennifer Lopez is on the sideline. Yeah. It's like yeah. Josh Rosen is yeah. on the sideline Anthony at the UCLA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That is why. And it, and it feels like the regional the college yeah. rivalry that you expect to see in any city when it's public versus private like that. So it just feels relatable. You know, a lot yeah. of LA sports, it does not feel relatable. We get that. We're not from here. We understand that. But that this one game, when you watch it, you're like, I get that. Yeah. You know, Red versus blue. Yeah. They, you know, yeah. It, 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 it all checks out. So that, that's the good it's part. It's a very good basketball rivalry. It, mm -hmm. it, it really does. It always delivers. Can I say that? Or can we, can we use I, I think Duke and Carolina <laughs> trademarked that until last weekend. <laughs> then they dumped it. They dumped all the stock on it. They're like, let's get out of it here. It always delivers when it, it does deliver, but sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> sometimes and it doesn't. If you take out the times it doesn't, then it always <laughs> delivers. Uh, what else? Uh, Drew Peterson, shout out to him. Uh, great game. Man. Shoot, that dude is... Uh, I told. He's where's he at, where's he at on your big board? Is he lottery? I think he's 15. I think he's right outside the lottery. <laughs> Cole Anthony range. I think you could get in there at 15. He's a steal. Kawhi Leonard. Um, he's also his dad is uh, an executive and Accenture is what they said during the broadcast. Bill Walton said, and that he grew up in Chicago, went to Rice as a transfer, comes into USC. But if you watch this game, you would have think you would have thought that Drew Peterson grew up in Los Angeles and this has been personal. dreaming of yeah. playing UCLA. Like yeah. like UCLA had snubbed him for a scholarship, yeah. and he is now at USC to prove them wrong. That's how he played in this game, and it was incredible. He, He's going to play in the NBA. Oh for 12. Ooh. He's 6'9", and shoots like that, plays like that. Six. What, what, was that Chandler Parsons that said 6'9 with the ratchet? Who, who's, who's like, Chandler Parsons. That was Chandler Parsons. See the next Chandler Parsons. I mean, Memphis Grizzlies fans do not want to hear that. <laughs> Drew Peterson. They asked him, Chandler, Bar Chandler Parsons his favorite day uh, as a Grizzly, and he said the day he signed his contract. <laughs> that's respect. Yeah, that's 
unbelievable. That's player empowerment. We don't yeah, talk about, we talk yeah. about player empowerment. Like you can hate Ben Simmons all you want. That's fair. But Chandler Parsons. Let's talk about Chandler Parsons. He, he started the player empowerment era. <laughs> uh, Drew Peterson, 0 for 12 from the three-point line in his previous four games going into tonight. 0 for 12. NBA. And then he goes 4 for 5. NBA. He had five blocks, too, by the way. <laughs> he had five blocks in this game. What, he have four assists, too? I mean, he's unbelievable. <laughs> he's unbelievable. And he also, I mean, he the did. End of the he game, had four assists, 12 rebounds. At the end of the game, they tried to throw him the ball. That's how much they believed in him. And Jalen Clark made the great play, gets it to Tiger Campbell, and obviously the shot doesn't go in. What but was Tiger doing on the, uh, not the final shot, I guess, but the shot before? The, the first steal. The first final three. shot. Yeah, the first yeah. final shot. Uh, yeah, where he had the steal and he was in the corner. And he, he must have thought, he had to have thought that there was like four seconds left and not mm -hmm. 14 seconds left, you know? See, that's problem number two for me. Number one is Jaime Jaquez's ankles. Number two is Tiger Campbell not doing not knowing time and score. Yeah. You're the point guard. I consider you, if not the best, one of the best point guards in the country as far as managing the game. He felt a little rushed there. He had some time. He jumps in the air, obviously getting to get blocked. He tries to throw it to Johnny Juzang. But also, Johnny... Call for the ball. Yeah. Right? Jo I need Johnny to be more assertive. I think that's the that's number three. Do you think me. Johnny's saving it? I think Do Johnny, Johnny can is... I think Johnny can save it. But will Johnny save it? I don't know. But I think he can. UCLA's built for March. I still believe. I need more uh I, I... need more data points. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say now in today's time. I just need I more, data more data points. points. I'll, I'll check back in in the Sweet 16 and if you say still standing. Right, it's tough, man, because it is. I want to believe, but, um, you know, it's, it's it's UCLA is a three seed. A little bit off the radar. When the whole case you're making for a team is based on, like, magic and, like. Yeah. You know, like, that. that's mm -hmm. basically where, you know, if, if when you're making the case for why UCLA is great is you're like, remember that run last, that magical run they went on in front of no fans and empty arenas mm -hmm. <laughs> in a controlled environment where, like, you know, that was, and and, and it took miracle after miracle. Are you saying it's not going to be Mickey Mouse again? <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, we talk about UCLA's run to the Final Four last year as though they were, like, winning every game by 12. Like, every single game <laughs> They were took the everything. They're like providences of the their regular season this year. They, well, I want to see the Ken Palm yeah. luck factor of the UCLA. UCLA run yeah, last this, year. yeah, the five and one run. Or they should have lost run. to Michigan State in the play-in game. They should have lost. That's that what I'm game. worried about. They should have lost to Michigan. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am. I want to be a believer, but like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my religion here, Tate. I'm losing it. I'm losing the belief in, in Mick. I'm losing because, mm. because all the stars were like, if you think about it, Tate, the Cincinnati Bengals. Are playing the Los Angeles Rams. These are Mick Cronin's two cities. These he's a Cincinnati guy. He's an wow. LA guy. The Super Bowl, the Mick Cronin Super Bowl, is being played in Mick Cronin City of Los Angeles. The night before the Mick Cronin Super Bowl, it's Mick Cronin versus the crosstown rival that he cannot beat. Mm -hmm. he, he does not ever beat. But this time he's got the better team. He's going on the road. He's going over there to send a message and kick their ass. All the stars were aligned. And Peterson said, Suck on this. Take your stars <laughs> and shove it. And I don't know how to like so when when you when you're making a case based on magic, I felt like this would have been the magic. The, yes. Tonight was the mat like this was the test. No, this this hurt the the magical case. This was a magic mm -hmm. test. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like this was like a th this was to show me that magic exists yes. at UCLA. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel the magic and now I'm officially worried. So Yeah, if if Tiger Campbell makes the shot, we all know that yeah. they're predestined and it's determined. And I think even the locker room a little bit with Hame's injury. 
you know, that changes everything. So let's hope that he gets better. Maybe we rest him, you know? Mick, Cron- Mick Cronin's got the Tibbs mentality when it comes to players. He wants to build some depth. There. Like, just just throw the rest of the regular season and, like, build the offense around Peyton Watson, Jalen Clark, and just, like, let them See what go. it looks like. And just, yeah, just let him go. And speaking of, Jake Kyman is... Get part, Jake. He's part <laughs> of the doing? magic. He has. He to is play. part of the magic. He really is. No, not, he is. He, he is. He has to play. You cannot tell the story of UCLA basketball without without, without talking about like it, all time. I'm not talking about this team. He's the best tenth man in America. And find me a better tenth man. I'll find you a liar. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say yes. this: He needs to get in the game. He needs to get some touches. He needs to get some shots. So I think UCLA can still figure it out. But this was a tough loss tonight. And uh, without Mobley there, you have to win that game. I feel like. So yeah, that hurts. I agree. I agree. What uh, what what else do we want to talk about? What what's the next game we want to talk? Let's about? talk about the rivalry game. You got your Ohio okay, State. Thank God. I, wanted, I, family, I didn't want to do. It. I didn't. Our want to... program. I know. I'm. I'm. Decked and also, I'm watching the Carolina stuff. game, and the the uh the wooden Wendy's you know commercial comes on. It's our boy, you know, like EJ Liddell. Talking, Was he? Yeah, he's talking about what it means to be a wooden player, and he said, "You know what we have to do to be a player of this magnitude? You got to win games." That's what okay. people care about, winning games. He's, and what did he do today on Saturday? He won a big game. He won. We went into Ann Arbor and kicked Juwan's Howard, Howard's ass. Howard's <laughs> Howard's ass. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> you know Through the I mean. looking glass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Just like Andy Enfield owns McCrone and Chris Holman owns Juwan Howard. Yeah, it is interesting. Known. It is absolutely known. Um, so I, I, it's hard to get too excited about Ohio State. This, this is my honest to God thoughts about Ohio State. I, 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 I know everyone listening. Um, every time I say this, when I say I don't feel like I talk about Ohio State that much, everyone's going to roll their eyes and say, are you fucking kidding me? That's all you talk about. But uh, I haven't, I don't feel like I've, I've given my true honest, I'm, I'm, so I'm going to do a thought dump on you. Mm. I'm going to give you uh, uh, where I'm at, a state of the, a state of the, the, my brain right now, where we're at with Ohio State. So 16th team in the country. I, I, uh. Last year broke me. Last year, getting the news right before the start of the NCAA tournament that Ohio State and VCU could not play in the NCAA tournament because of COVID, it it just like <laughs> ripped my soul out of my body. And uh, it it like because last season was was a lot of fun. I loved the team that Ohio State had. I believed in the guys. Like they were they were so fun to watch. Um, and it, it just felt like it was culminating to something special. And then to have that news break that we couldn't play, <laughs> I know. it destroyed me. So. With that in mind, Mickey Mouse. It's Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season, I have been more cautious. I have been, you know, it, it, I'm in a weird spot because unlike you, who you hate, absolutely hate your team. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I, I, it, it, you hate your team. And that's why you have no hope. <laughs> I love this team so much. I love uh-huh. this Ohio State team so much. The, the this group of guys is so fun to cheer for. EJ Liddell is like. <laughs> the perfect star of the team. Yeah. Like he's, he is, if you know anything about the kid, you, you, and, and, and he's I, gotten better this year. Yeah. He's got, he, he, he did take the off season and actually unlike Trace Jackson Davis, who was like, I'm going to work on these things. And then he worked on none of them and just continued to go left and try to dunk on everybody. Yeah. Uh, EJ Liddell was like, I got things to work on and he worked on them and he's expanded his game and he's become awesome. He's an awesome dude off the court. Uh, so this team, I, I absolutely love this team, but I do find myself, um, having little to no hope because because of what happened last year yeah and because this team is very obviously not uh th- it does not have the profile of a a team that goes on a deep march run which is to say our defense is suspect which is to say we do not close games well which we saw uh at Rutgers when we gave up 10 straight points to lose the game and our guys are looking around like what just happened how did this happen mm-hmm 
wait, what? Um, <laughs> so I, I that, that's where I'm at. I, 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 I believe in this team. I love watching. The Ohio State is very, very fun to watch. If you're not watching a lot, if you if you want teams to watch, my favorite teams to watch are probably Gonzaga, Arizona, Ohio State, Kentucky's up there. Yeah, Baylor's fun when they're playing well. Um, but Ohio State's in the Purdue belongs on the list. Ohio State's a fun team to watch because if you don't care who wins, we we score a ton of points. We have a great efficient offense. We can't guard for shit more often than not. Um, so with that in mind, I am I am cautious. I am beyond cautious. I would say like I am I am slightly I'm without hope. I, I I do not have any hope. I just like take it game by game and mm-hmm. whatever happens. When when good things happen, I smile. Today good things happen. And the other the other thing I wanted to say, the other little point I wanted to make here is that EJ Liddell is um talking about how good he was. I I really, 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 really hope I, I'm going to use whatever platform, whatever force I have to get this man first team All American honors because I, yeah. I, it is baffling to me how after the Duke game he was the National Player of the Year. Of I do course, not, I do not think he should be National Player of the Year. I would not vote for him for National Player of the Year. I'm not making the argument that he should be National Player of the Year. What I am saying is there was the chatter. After after Ohio State takes down Paolo Bencaro, who at the time mm, Paolo thought Bencaro. was <laughs> Paolo Bencaro. Everyone thought he was national player there at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, EJ Liddell balls out. Is EJ Liddell the new national player? He has not really like done. <laughs> he has not gotten a a, a, tick, a a lick worse. A, not not like like his stat no, line has been, been insane the entire mm-hmm. twenty eight points against Michigan. Today. Yes. He is he he's he's averaging a ton of rebounds for you know what what he's doing for the team. He's not Oscar Sheboy out there, but I what is he has seven or eight rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. Uh however many assists, three or four assists a game, whatever it is. He's averaging like three blocks a game. He's shooting like 40% from the three-point line. The guy is doing it all. And uh, you know, I I guess it is it is contingent upon as as he said, he must have said in the commercial you're telling me about that 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 they continue to win. I guess that that plays as big a part as any, but um, And they had a lot of games that had COVID issues that that's were exactly canceled. It. That's exactly it. Ohio State had a stretch. Conversation. It was like a six week stretch where like every guy had, it, it, there's COVID situations. There's Iowa was supposed to play in Columbus, they canceled because there's a snowstorm. Yeah. There's there's injuries up and down the line it's just like been like a mess there for like a long time where ohio state beat duke and then it felt like the buckeyes just faded from the national picture feels like a lot of people don't remember that they beat duke i know yeah uh so that's it it was nice to beat michigan i i don't really think of michigan as much of a basketball rival to be honest which isn't even me like talking down to them it's just more of like uh you know michigan's real i I don't want to be the little brother michigan's real rivals with michigan state and i understand that so like to be i don't like as an Ohio State fan, getting excited to play a team who is only this is the second most excited they get. You know what I mean? Like if if, if we're not your can, rival, then you're not our rival. I don't I don't need Can that. you please clip that, Jim, and then send that to Pack Pride and let them listen back to that and then let them learn a lesson about how to approach a rivalry? Because yeah. I think that was very I, I wise. like I like beating Michigan only because I if you're gonna play them, I would rather beat them than lose to them. <laughs> That's really <laughs> which, which is That's fair enough, is. which I respect. Yeah. I like that I respect that as well. So uh, take I don't that. know who else. I guess I guess I guess that would be Ohio State's rival, though. I mean, in basketball, I don't really know who else it would be. It'd be, I don't know. Ohio. Why can't you guys go after so Jeff just Bowles? Go over to, yeah, just, just go after him. Cincinnati. But they got Xavier, so it's the same problem. It's Dayton. Yeah. I don't know. Dayton would be good. Yeah, we don't. We don't really. We don't have. A, we don't have like a true rival. So I don't really think about it like that. But uh, no, it was nice. It was nice to win one. That's that's where I'm at with the house. So we can stop talking about it. No, but State. it felt it like there. it felt like going into this game that Michigan, you know, coming off the Purdue game, which was shocking. Yeah. Obviously, they they stunned Purdue. That this was a whole blew game out blew out Purdue. Yeah. They could build on that, and they were going to kind of turn things around. Yeah. 
you know, this was good. North Carolina fans were excited because now they were quad one win. But then Ohio State comes Oh, that's in, right, because Michigan, by beating Purdue... Which is why quad... Quads, jumped up the into quad the quad system... Get rid of the quads. Yeah. Get yeah. rid of the cues. Get them out of my face. But, uh, yeah, Michigan... Th- this felt like a Michigan win. If you would... You just give me the sheet for the day. Yeah. Like, what do you think is the gonna momentum? Happen? The, yeah. the yeah. Michigan's gonna win this. Michigan game. at home and they're coming off a big win. Ohio State choked away a, a loss. Exactly. Yeah. What else needs? To and be so said? the fact that EJ Liddell played this way kind of steadied yeah. the ship a little bit. I think with a big game that a lot of people watched because it was rivalry weekend. You know, people part two. Um, I thought this was a good day for EJ Liddell's campaign. You know, for first yeah. team All American. Yeah. So that was I hope good. he. I hope he. I mean, he hasn't. I I know how these things work, and it's it is narrative driven and all that. The There's fact a lot that of he's players. on the commercial though. Yeah, that, that feels that, that like. Helps. Yeah, Sheboy's definitely. I I have him national player of the year. If he's not national player of the year, he's at the very least a lock to be a first team All American. Mm. Uh, I feel like Agbaji and Johnny Davis um, still feel safe as first team All Americans, but you know, I don't know how much the momentum's waning for them. But I I think I think they're pretty set. They're pretty set. Timmy's gonna get on there. Mm-hmm. Just uh, as the the legacy for a million reasons. One, he is one of the five best players in the country, probably. Two, he's on going to be on the number one team in the country. Again, three, it's just a legacy pick. Four, he was the player. You know, there's a, just a million reasons. Um, so I see. I think those four are going to make it. And then the fifth is kind of up for grabs. Is it Kofi? Is it, it's going to be like someone from the Big Ten, Kofi or, or Ivy or or Walker Kessler, Walker <laughs> Walker Kessler. Triple double machine. Why don't they just do like yeah, second triple double, second to Shaq all time in the SEC, which is insane. But they should just do a team. The first team All Americans should be all bigs. I would love that. Like all bigs, no guards. I would love that because I do feel like that's how we did. Like the teams that I look at, they're going to win the title. I feel like they're driven or have an elite big. You know, whether it be Kentucky, whether it be Purdue. You know what I mean? Whether it be Auburn. Yeah. So Arizona that, even Arizona I think we Bellas, have a, Coloco, I mean, or, I mean, the, maybe that's even another problem team, with UCLA is trying to figure out what's going to go I mean Cody Riley's got to pick it up too that's problem number four with UCLA Cody yeah. Riley get it together yeah sorry yeah, to bring back, it back, back to, to that <laughs> still in my mind um no that that's it I I I, I think I'm done with my host state thoughts I don't want I don't want to get too crazy about it because as I said the more the more I start talking about it, the more I get excited and start to believe and that's when Chris Holtman year five that's you gotta how get him you get me believing when, when I start believing and feeling things and my loins start tingling that's oh. that's, that's uh that ends with my forehead on the table on the live stream <laughs> <laughs> that everyone's watching and laughing at me you yelling at yes, me yes, well yes, turn it off then. Yeah. What are we even doing? Yeah, so I'm trying to uh, temper expectations here as best I can. But uh, good to get a dub. As uh, as Robbie Hummel and Jason Benetti kept pointing out with the Big Ten standings graphic, Buckeyes are not dead yet, Tate, in the Big Ten title hunt. We're not dead yet. Absolutely We're gonna need some not help. dead yet. This We're not feel, dead yet. I think Chris We're, Holtman, we need something to put on the, the shelf. You know what I mean? We need a Big Ten tournament. We need, we need a we trophy. Need a we do need a 16 trophy. run. We need something that Chris Holtman we're can get. We're hat winning on. the Maui Invitational next year. I like that. So we'll have the Wayne Duke trophy, but we need something okay. to hold us over between now and then. I agree. Um, so why don't. That's a good point. Why don't we just go in the Big Ten? Just go, just go win the thing. Just go win the thing. Uh, can we talk about Providence a little bit? Yes. Because uh, we we watched the end of this game. I forget what game. Boy, it all, it all bleeds together when you sit your ass on a couch. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm in the vortex of yeah. college basketball. So I forget what game we were watching. We did not really necessarily have our eye on. It might have. It was probably Ohio State Michigan. We were watching yeah. that game, and then once the Buckeyes were kind of pulling away there late, and the the Michigan fans were leaving early because they don't actually support their team, their fair weather, and yeah. you know once uh-huh. once it started to look like they weren't going to win they got the hell out of there with time still left on the clock i'm just reporting the facts that's what happened um 
So as that happened, we were like, oh, shit, Providence. They're down like six to DePaul at home. Let's flip it over. And we, we, we throw it on FS1 and watch the end of this game. And if, if we, we've talked a little bit about Providence, probably not as much as Providence fans would have liked at this point in, in the season, uh, based on the fact that Providence is, what, 21-2 and two now? Yeah. Um, so if you're, if you're someone who has no idea what's going on with Providence, uh, here's, here, let us fill you out. They're 21-2. and two. Number 11 team in the country. Number 11 team in the country. <laughs> um, the, the metrics, what, pick an advanced metric. Pick a, whatever it is out there you like. I'm a Ken Palm guy, as mm-hmm. you know, uh, but there are others out there. Uh, they all say that Providence isn't that good. And the reason they say that is because every single game, Providence is is a close game that they find a way to just like miraculously win. Yes. Um, when you talk about magic, Providence, Providence has is magic. actual magic. Is it magic or luck? Is it a Great brick question. or a bomb? We don't know. There was literally a guy in the dunk today <laughs> that was holding up a four-leaf clover. Yes. I guess. <laughs> and, and, and then I asked you because I saw him do Friars have good luck? Yes. And then we we did our research about Friars. And are Friars supernatural? No, they're not. Are they, no. Do they have a direct line with God, or do they... They are basically going... Are they priests? At, they, they are sent out on basically Jim, are you Catholic? I was. Yeah, so what's a Friar? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's so, so the Friars... Thanks, Jim. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jim. Uh, the Friars in the South are a lot different than the Friars I was reading about up north. And obviously the they deep were, Friars. Yeah, the, they, they were deep, deep, deep Friars down south, but these Friars are a little bit different. They would send them on missions to educate. Uh, yeah, it was about the church, but it wasn't... So it wasn't luck. It wasn't magic. It was faith. It was God. It's faith. Okay. So God is carrying this team to 21 and 2. Yeah. So every, uh, th- that, that's it. Is every, the two games they've lost, they lost by a thousand. Um, mm-hmm. But every other game they've obviously won. And they, they have a lot of very, not by a thousand. Not by a thousand. <laughs> very, very close games. DePaul is not a good basketball team. They're not terrible. DePaul, there's a stretch there. They have some fight. Where every single year DePaul would, would go over in the Big East. You know, they're mm-hmm. not that bad. Um, they're not. They're not like the twelve and eleven on the year. Yeah, they're 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 not absolutely horrendous, but they're still not a good basketball team. And and Providence, who is at the top of the Big East table, uh, the Big East standings, uh, uh, needing overtime, needing like <laughs> late charges down the stretch, needing like, you know, not necessarily lucky plays, but the fortunate ball, plays. the fortunate plays, mm-hmm. the ball to bounce their way, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. To beat to beat DePaul at home uh, is certainly noteworthy it's surprising it's interesting and when you stack it on top of all the season that they've had it, it, it's frankly hilarious and i want to be clear <laughs> to providence fans listening i am not i am not saying your team is fraudulent in fact i would mm-hmm. probably say the opposite like i actually have started like i'm out on ucla being magical and mm-hmm. give me all the providence magic because i like watching that game it was the the, the vibe inside the dunk was insane as well like, you would have thought that this was the big east title game the way the the the, the, the students have alcohol there that, yeah, like, there I don't were know how I've never noticed that before until today. Cans, but they're Bud Light cans and they're partying yeah. and they're snapping their fingers to Little John like it's 2004. <laughs> I mean, it was a great time in the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Bynum went nuts down, down throughout yeah. the entire game, really, but uh, down the stretch. And, and Al Durham is still playing college basketball. He, uh, he, he spills into the cheerleaders and just chills and puts his head on one of the laps and just cheese it. Like, there, there, there is like an aura around Providence. Ed Cooley is. Uh, uh, not in because his name is Cooley, because it's just true. He is like one of the cooler coaches in college basketball. And always like, has always been. Has been. Mm-hmm. It's always seemed just like a dude that would be fun to play for and just has good vibes about him. Uh, there's something magical happening at Providence, who has never, Tate, in the history of the program, to my understanding, won a regular season Big East title ever. Mm-hmm. And right now they're, what, two games up on Villanova? Yeah. 
and they they still have two games against Villanova. And so. the last time they were even in contention of anything of, at this level, as far as the start they've had this year, was like 1972-73 season. So this is yeah. very rarefied air for Providence. Then of course they went to the Final Four in '87, as yeah, we remember. Of course, with, Rick uh, Pitino. Yep, yep. You said it, Billy Donovan. Wait, what about Ed Cooley to Louisville? And then Rick Pitino comes home, but coming home doesn't mean going to Louisville. It means going to Providence. And we bring this full circle. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a bunch of Matthew McConaughey. That was, is that Matthew McConaughey? Sometimes you got to go. <laughs> yeah, forward to go, go backwards. Back. Yeah. I like a lot that. Of, a lot of those videos of. And then we Rick go back Pitino. To him Billy Donovan. And then Billy Donovan's there for the first game. I yeah. like that. Rick Pitino goes back to Providence. And then instead of going for the small ball three point shooters like he did the first time, now he goes big ball and it's all seven yeah. footers and it's one through five. He brings five, back the old Big East and he just mm-hmm. recruits like a Physical, bunch of phys- he, 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 seven footers yes. that are just like a <laughs> holes. <laughs> so Magic. I'm, I'm going to try to count this up real quick. So, so uh, Providence beats DePaul in overtime. Their, their game before that was uh, last Sunday. They smoked Georgetown, who really sucks. Um, so I guess throw that one out. And then St. John's, they went by four. Marquette, they went by two. Xavier, they went by three. Butler, they went by seven. Georgetown, they went by eight. St. John's, they won by 10. And that takes you, that's their uh, their eight-game winning streak they're on. So basically, <laughs> it really is like, yeah, at least once a week. That, that was else. not inspiring, yeah. At least once a week, if nothing else. Uh, and and by the way, even after today, so on Ken Palm, Providence is they dropped, obviously, because like Ken Palm cares about how efficient you are, and if you're not efficient against a shitty team like DePaul, they don't. He doesn't care that you won. Providence is now 48th on Ken Palm <laughs> in the entire country. Number 11, according 21 to the AP. 21 and two. Mm-hmm. At number 46 is 14 and 10, Mississippi State. <laughs> two spots ahead, of led Providence. by Garrison Brooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At number 43 is 15 and 11, Utah State. So that's like that. That is what's happening in Providence. The breaking the algorithms. If you're someone who uh, does not if you're an eye test person and you're 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 someone who does not like the uh, the 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 metrics the the statners that are ruining sports if that's if that's your point of view, Providence is your hero. Providence is, <laughs> is the team that you love because you say I don't need all these I don't need all these efficiency stats. What I need no. is a group of guys when the game is on the line step up and make the clutch plays and that's what these boys do. The eye test. The I eye am test. going to go win this game no matter what your numbers may say. I think uh, I got to check the the other the other stat I want to check. I think they might be right now. Providence might be per Ken Palm's little lucky algorithm. I think they might be the luckiest team in the history Ever? of Ken Palm in the history of Ken Palm right now. Yeah, yeah, they're tied for the the 2008 Wagner team is has mm. the record for the luckiest team in Ken Palm history. And right now, again, don't ask me to explain how this algorithm works at all or what it even means. I'm probably misapplying it. I just see the word luck and I see it's <laughs> number rankings, one. Yes. And then I see a number. <laughs> You're like, wow. And I'm crazy. like, all right, well, that's something. <laughs> and I was going back to the the, the history and no uh, team has had a higher number than Providence has right now on Kip Ups. So and that's dating back to 2000, right? That's yeah. how far it goes like, back. Yeah. <laughs> so in this 2002. century. It's 2002. Okay. Well, so the last 20 years, yeah. Providence is, might be the luckiest team we have seen in college basketball in the last 20 years. Hilarious. I absolutely love it. Let's I hope, hope they, they win. win the Big East. I hope they win the Big East. I hope they continue to win every game this way. And uh, yeah, they're they're my new UCLA. They're the team that I believe that is uh, 
Yeah, is blessed somehow. Ed so. Cooley is like the perfect person to take on that, like pass the torch because he has such good faith, kind of owed his way. And yeah. Big Cronin did a little bit too because he was such a real grinder in the coaching profession. You know, he's yeah. like, I'm not going to recruit these five star guys. I'm going to like make this thing. What work, do you think so. about Mick wearing a the suit. suit still? Mm-hmm. Like the blazer looks sharp, but I'm starting to wonder. I think the mindset was I wear the suit, the rest of these clowns are wearing sweatsuits. I have a leg up because I'm taking this seriously. We 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 talked about Mike Woodson wearing the suit too, and like how magical that was. To start Until the it wasn't. No, it's not anymore. Did something happen? Is something has the the suit? Are we done with suits? Jay Wright doesn't wear a suit anymore. Villanova they they eked out a win today that they probably shouldn't have. Tony Bennett doesn't wear a suit. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I think Mick Cronin has to to kind of stick with it. I can't. I don't think he can break now. Yeah. And Mick Cronin should be. I mean, he should be viewed as the best coach in Los Angeles. Do you think uh, Mick Cronin wears a suit because uh, he uh, suits are the only thing he has tailored to his body, and he mm. went out and if he went out and tried to buy a mm. sweatsuit now, it wouldn't fit him right. Mm-hmm. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's the magic, you know what I mean? Me. I, think, I think the suit gives that was magic. Me. Mick, I'm sorry, Mick. Yeah, I'm just hurt. I'm I'm hurt, Mick. I'm hurt. I'm a UCLA guy. Yeah, you I'm put sorry. your heart in it. You put your heart. Nothing in against it. USC. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't hate USC, but I would, I'm a I'm a, I'm a UCLA, UCLA guy. guy. I got yeah. into. I go to Poly more. I've never even been to a game at the Galen Center. Oh. I go to Poly all the time. We're in I've the, been to the Galen Pavilion it's Club. Like Poly. Or, yeah, dude. I do the eight clap <laughs> like it hurts. I'm 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 starting to become a you know a little attached to this rivalry and to watch UCLA lose every goddamn time they play USC. It's not great, Tate. It's not great. Yeah, there's some. It's not great for the some city. Sort of complex and going on there. I I am of the belief that this is Mick Cronin City. Yeah. How going to be Mick Cronin City if it's he loses to the other team in his city? <laughs> all and, the time. and all Mick Cronin has to say to that is, I live in Westwood. They live in downtown. Yeah. West, Westwood is his own city. His own That's city. his city. There's Santa no, there, there is no other, yeah, there's no other team that Malibu can take over. Malibu is my city. Yeah. And then Lorenzo Romar's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, Encino is my city. Uh, let's take a break and figure out what the hell we want to hit in the second half of this thing. Quick break to get aware from our sponsors. It's a new year, and I'm back in action. I got things to do and people to see, and I don't want to spend time in line at the grocery store or hunched over the stove, but I don't have to meal plan or prep now that I leave my meals to Factor. Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves me time by delivering chef-crafted meals to my doorstop, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep, not to mention cleanup, no dishes to wash here. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared prepared and ready to eat in two minutes that's even faster than ordering in factor tackles the tough stuff so i don't have to their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand in hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients and with more than 27 meal options each week i'm never bored head to go.factor75.com slash tate120 and use code tate120 to get 120 dollars off that's code tate120 at go.factor75.com slash tate120 for 120 dollars off your factor subscription also want to talk about Coors Light. They have us read these ads, Tate. They, they send over the copy. Um, I I love Coors Light so much that I think I can do this without the help. I can, do, I can do it without a nudge, and I just want to say this. There might be a certain football game being played today. If you're listening to this on Sunday especially, uh, there's, there's probably a certain football game being played. You might be at a party. You might be in an, big an environment. A big game, <laughs> shall we say. Uh, you might not have the right drinks around, Tate. If you do not have Coors Light, 
at your party. It is not a party that you should be at. You should get out. Get out you of there. Leave. leave now. Leave. Go run for the get mountains. Up. Get up. Make sure the mountains are blue. Sprint. Because if the party does not have Coors Light, it is not a party that you need <laughs> to be at. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans turn blue when your beer is cold. It's science. It makes sense. It checks out. Beer is better when it's cold. The mountains are blue. It's mm. cold. It's science. <laughs> when you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash T ampersand T. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Home team, visiting team, your fantasy team, no matter who you root for, we're all on the same team when it comes to COVID-19. BioNTech and Pfizer remind you to please consider getting vaccinated. Back to Titus and Tate. All right, we're going to talk about some other games. Before we do, uh, let's talk about the Big Ten Stat of the Week, Tate. Yes. Brought to you by Discover. When it comes to your credit card, Discover believes in having real people available 24-7 to help answer your questions. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Uh, by now, you know how the Big Ten Stat of the Week works. You go first, Tate. Hit okay, what do you Big got? Ten Stat of the Week. Uh, this was sent in and shared with us by a Twitter user, Tyler Vivian. I want to give him a shout-out. Um, but the Big Ten Stat of the Week comes to you from the Associated Press. American freestyle skier Winter Vanecki is set to become the first athlete with the, <laughs> with the first name Winter to compete at the Winter Games. Just another notch in a long list of accomplishments. Just another notch in a long <laughs> list. And if you're wondering yourself, how could Winter Vanecki do something so bold, so courageous, so outrageous, and also be implicated in the Big Ten Stat of the Week? Well, Tyler Vivian reminded us that she is from Michigan, mm. so it qualifies. Big Ten country. She's Big yep. Ten country. That's Big Ten country. Um, Winter, we really uh, appreciate you for being a part of the Big is Ten Is that going to be week. in the first line of her obituary, do you think? I think so. Winter Vanecki. If anything, it's the first thing that pops up when you Google Winter Vanecki. <laughs> so that's forever. <laughs> How do they... There's. I don't believe that. Can I say that? Mm-hmm. Can I say that the... Uh, the uh, I guess the Winter Games have only been around for... It's not that's not as ancient, huh? That, yeah, that go and if you that. watch the Winter Games, like you realize why it's not as ancient. It just feels yeah. it's very it's like they, they just started inventing like this. Yeah, it's like <laughs> this all feels very new, you know. And then you start watching the relay, and it's like guys start picking up guns in the middle of the water. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What? You're like, this is a game. <laughs> There's like one of the events is called Bitcoin trading, and yeah. you're like, what? Like this event goes back to the it started in 1954, and you're like, how is that? What, what the hell am I watching? I, I, I don't know. It's different. Who you got in the Olympics this year, by the way? <laughs> who, who do you like? China, right? China, the home yeah, team? Yeah. 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 Like I got Norway. I like Norway. I think they got a good score. Who's your, what's your bracket looking like? Who do you got? Oh my I got God. Norway, Finland. I got this two. two uh, Not <laughs> Finland. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's funny. I've been asking people that just. You got in the Winter Olympics. I mean, like, I, haven't what watched, I haven't watched enough of it. Like, what event? I'm like, all of them. Just like, who do you got? Yeah, who are you pulling, who are you pulling yeah, for? Yeah. I don't like that Russia can have... I, I just don't like Russia to begin with. I don't so, like, We'll just start yeah. right there. But mm-hmm. um, I don't like that they're banned from all the Olympics. But then Putin's at the, at the freaking opening ceremonies clapping and cheering everyone on and, and they have and like, they ha- it's like the russian and, and yeah. like they have to be the russian committee they're not actually russia and then the the even the russian committee flag is still red white and blue like the colors of russia's like it's 
It's it's it's the most half-assed, and it's ridiculous because it's like they've created like a brand like underneath Russia. It's like the ROC, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like Rockefeller. It's like, like, yeah. like throwing up the rock sign. Like I'm pretty sure I saw them throwing up the rock sign. It's almost cooler. Like ROC <laughs> is almost like cooler. It is cooler. It is cooler. It's way cooler than it's Russia. Bullshit. The slap on the wrist that they got for doping forever. You let these guys. It would be like if Team USA came out and was like, "We're actually Nike now." Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dude, we're. I mean, the way. I mean, listen, I don't want to get into this discussion, but like we have so many freaking American athletes like not mm -hmm. playing for America. I feel like we're destined to yeah. Phil Knight might as well. I mean, we got so many athletes chasing the bag playing. We got dude like, you know, Chris Chelios' son's playing for China, playing hockey for China. Do you know this? No, I didn't know this. I swear to God. Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So Phil Knight. Step up and like pay these guys, I guess. Pay, I don't yeah, know. pay these kids. Team Nike. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get on that? Because of winter. Winter. Hey, shout out winter. Good shout job. Shout out the winter. Big um, 10 stat of the week. My Big 10 stat of the week is brought to you by uh, Ohio State on BTN. Um, it comes from today, Tate. Today, mm. after Ohio State's big win over Michigan, here's the stat. The fewest points Ohio State basketball has allowed at Michigan since 1950 are as follows, Tate. 46 points in 1953 in the game in 1953. <laughs> 56 points in the game in, in 2012. And today, the Buckeyes uh, only gave up 57 points against Michigan. It is tied for the third fewest in the third. since 1950 of mm -hmm. games at Michigan that Ohio State, of the third fewest points that Ohio State <laughs> has given up to Michigan, uh, tied with 1991 and 1962. So third fewest... Buckeyes. <laughs> oh my I god! Even, I'm like looking at it. I can't even. Is it a graphic? Did they make the graphic? Yeah, Those are my a, favorite ones when they're the graphic. There's a, a graphic of Kyle Young diving on the. Or it's oh, just a picture just of Kyle. Awesome yeah, and then hashtag Big Stats is is the hit. So there you go. Big Ten Stat of the Week. The best Brought part is that uh, Big Ten they have obviously leaned into this. You know oh, what of I mean? course. Yeah, yeah. They always they, knew what it was. They know what's going on. <laughs> uh, where do we want to go next? Florida, Kentucky, Kentucky, huge win. Ty Ty Washington oh, hurt again. No. What the hell's going on there? I know that's the big story of that game. Do we have? Do we? Did, I, I, I never saw anything after the. I mean, I saw. All Kyle I saw said, was Matt Jones say that he saw the look on Ty Ty's face, and it didn't look good. Mm. And I and that just feels like very ominous. And I kind of like. But, I, I kind of like that. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't like to know that he's hurt, but I, I like to know that like we don't know. You know what I mean? I think he could yeah. be hundred percent be fine. <laughs> and I think if he was actually hurt, we would know. You know what I mean? So it makes me feel better I, about that. I I you know I I'm a little crazy I'm I'm different I know, I know this like makes me different than everyone else but like I tend to rather see the MRI than the look on his face yeah 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 but the look on his face is not good no I, I saw the, the only thing I saw was Cal said it's he narrowly dodged a significant injury or something like that like he almost so I was, even that was confusing yeah I was like so <laughs> so is he or is he not hurt. <laughs> Because he, like, he sprinted off, like, not putting... He, at first, he was putting a little bit of weight on He looked on like Hami uh, Hakez yes. at 100%. Yes. He's running off the court. as Hami Hakez, which means he can play, according to Mick Cronin. She weighed at 27 and 19 in this game, by the way. He had double-double in the first half. If this dude is a National Player of the Year, I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, what are is. we doing? He's he National is. Player of the Year. He's, he's Run 100%. Away. He's it's running, run, away, it's running away. Because yeah. he never stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone else has had like their moments. Like, Dude, when he has bad games. His bad games are like 14 and 12. Yeah. And they still win. <laughs> and they still win. he impacts the game. Yeah. Uh, there was that game. Speaking of injuries, uh, Jonathan Big Dudes, Jonathan Chamo Chachua of Baylor yeah. goes down. Um, 
that one did look serious. That one. Yeah, that was not good. The look on his face, the look on his leg, mm-hmm. all of it mm-hmm. was bad. And uh, bad I, look. I, I hate that. It's not fun. Um, and it's especially not fun for a Baylor team that's been dealing with injuries all year. And we can't make sense of how good they are. Uh, they, well, well, you were being serious. They, they, they have not been a hundred percent. No, Baylor is undefeated, they're undefeated when they're hundred percent. Yeah. And Which LJ is, Cryer, who has not played is their leading scorer and their best three point shooter. And he has not played for how long now? I mean, so I, I can't, I honestly can't even make sense. And then like to start this game, Matthew Meyer gets hit in the mouth and mm-hmm. just runs off the court. I don't know if you saw that. Like it was like immediately to start the game. Uh, you blink and you miss that. It, like he just gets popped in the mouth, just takes off running for the locker room. Cause he knew he lost his tooth. Um, and and he came back, but the point was it's just like it's there's always there, there's always something mm-hmm. there's always something around this Baylor team, and I guess uh, I the, even at full strength that I I I don't think I, I I don't think it's controversial to say this Baylor team would not be is not as good as last year's team. Yeah, um, they could still be great. They could still be very very good. What however you want to qualify it, they can be that. Um, you're just kind of waiting for it all to come together. Now they beat the hell out of Texas without uh, without Cryer, without uh, Ch- Chama Chachua after he went down, obviously. Um, but Texas sucks, and we know this. And Texas is soft. <laughs> yeah, and Texas, I mean, you know, like Texas, that was embarrassing. So uh, Baylor is a team that, like, I you know, as I'm trying to put together the national title picture in my head, they're not out of it yet. It's just like the, the, you just keep waiting. So Illinois was that too. And like Illinois is kind of now coming around. Yeah, they're coming and they're, form, they're like yeah. coming into form. So like now whatever we see from Illinois from here, I feel I like is, a, is, a, is an accurate representation. Baylor, I don't even know what, like, because I don't know if they'll ever be held. It, it is, not to bring it back to Ohio State, but, you know, Justice Sewing's been out for like the entire damn year. And Seth Towns is going to miss the, the season, they said. But uh is Justice Suing ever going to come back? Probably not. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. that's like the same sort of thing. Like that's lingering because Justice Suing was a guy coming into the season, Tate, might have been the second best player for Ohio State. Yeah. Behind EJ. And he's been out for like the entire year. So like part of me is like, I don't know, maybe Justice comes yeah, back. Maybe I'll start you, believing. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to talk. You can talk yourself in circles with that kind of stuff. And, and then and also. That's with where the, I'm at with Baylor kind of. Yeah. It's just like I'm all over the place. I just want to respect them as such that they're undefeated when they are 100%. So despite them maybe falling off a bit, we have to remember that, hey, when these guys are all healthy, they could win a national title. And I think they're more of a Final Four contending team than a national title contending team, Yeah, even when they are 100%. But still, we I, have to I give them the credit as being 100%. They feel know? like they, they feel like a, a Final Four contending team, which is like obviously very, very good. And um, it's it's crazy that Baylor basketball has reached that point that like you almost want to apologize for saying that and like soften the blow to Baylor fans to be like, I don't know if you're national title good. You might just be Final Four. Good. Yeah, yeah, which <laughs> is respect. Like, it's like, wow. Yeah. We'll take it. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we're okay with that. where we've been. Yeah, we can uh, do that. We'll Thank take you, Scott that. Drew. By the way, I, 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 it dawned on me as I brought up Justice Suing that I, I had no idea. Um, it's been a while since I had even, you know, checked in on like how I was doing and, you know, and just kind of out of sight, out of mind deal. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, is he close to come back? So I Googled Justice Suing and clicked on the news tab. The top headline says three from three weeks ago, Ohio State basketball colon, Justice Suing not close to returning. That's the headline. So I was like, damn. But that next was three headline. weeks ago. Next headline, also three weeks ago, Ohio State forward Justice Suing nearing return to practice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then the third headline from three weeks ago, Justice Suing, quote, getting closer to returning to Ohio State. So there you go. So any day now. So or what, not. Yeah. Or n- one of those three. He's nearing getting close 
to being back. Yeah. Him and Amani Bates are going to the same doctor, and it's just a matter of time as to whether they'll be close to being back mm-hmm. and in, be near that. I learned as much <laughs> from that as when Ernie asked Kevin Durant about his timeline. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. said no. He said, can you give us any sort of inkling in your timeline? No. Uh, Learn nothing. What else is going on? What else is Memphis. Can we talk Memphis? about Memphis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won I the did, race in 69. I did bring up Monty Bates. Houston is a fraud. Yeah, they lose to SMU, obviously, and now they lose to Memphis. Uh, Memphis was really good in this game. I thought they played a very solid game. Penny coached a really good game. He got them to calm down. They were getting a little heated with the officials. Are and, you reading a text that Penny sent you? Like, that sounded like a prepared statement. That no, Penny it's from Larry Brown. This is, <laughs> yeah, I'm reading Larry Brown's text. Um, but I, I do think this was like a, a necessity for Memphis to have a signature win, even though we know Houston is a fraud program at this point. But it's, this gets Memphis in the tournament, by the way. I was going to ask this. Yeah. Don't give me the bracketology. We we, uh, we we I don't I don't need the the numbers, state. I want the gut. I want the eye test. Mm-hmm. Does Memphis feel like a tournament team? Do when I say the Memphis Tigers, if the tournament started today, would be in the tournament. What say you? I say I'll see you in Dayton. <laughs> I, I think it that, feels right. Like I, my gut feel says every, whenever I like you, you, you brought that up to me uh, when we were watching the game. Like, you're like, <laughs> I think Memphis might be in the tournament now. And I was like, they, they can't be. It's just like, like that's my gut reaction. I don't even, I don't even have to look at the numbers, the quad. Yeah, don't show that. me the resume. I don't need the resume. I'm going just based off gut. <laughs> There's no way this team could be in the tournament. Yeah. And then you're, you're kind of making the case. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe I get. And then. What feels right, like the right ending to the season, is kind of what we've been we've been tiptoeing around all year talking about Memphis, which is that they are uh, they are destined to to be in Dayton in the play-in game, and you have the decision to make of is this going to be a UCLA play-in type Final Four run, or are they losing by fifteen in the first game? Because <laughs> yeah. I think there's no in between. There's no in between, and I think it's more fifteen yeah. than it is making <laughs> yeah. the UCLA magical run. And, and, you know, I'm just happy. I think they had to win this game. I think they needed to win this game. I'm happy for, you know, them to kind of get the, you know, the elephant out of the room, so to speak, because there was going to be a lot of big conversations this summer if this team doesn't get one signature win and one step in the right direction. If so, Penny missed the tournament. I yeah, think it was, was going to be a really long offseason for Memphis. Yeah. Really and, long. And it's still going to be a not great offseason if you make the tournament and lose in Dayton. But at like, least you save face. As like the first game before two 16 seeds play each you other. You save face, though. Tuesday if you don't make night, the tournament, you know, like, like, Penny's, Penny's about to get mutinied by somebody else. If your season ends in Dayton on True TV before <laughs> two 16 seeds mm-hmm. you know, play each other is like the actual primetime game. You might be getting a podcast yeah. on Field of 68 <laughs> yeah, soon. You know what I mean? That, that's what that sounds like. Penny Hardaway podcast. <laughs> On field of sixty-eight. Uh, what? A, oh, Gonzaga. I mean, we glossed over Gonzaga beating St. Mary's. That was a rivalry game. That was a game that. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a rivalry game. Is, is Gonzaga St. Mary's actually a rivalry, or is it like? I think it, we these are made the two it. Teams. I think we made it a rivalry by only acknowledging when Gonzaga plays St. Yeah, Mary's. Yeah, that's what, what I. That's I, mean? what I feel like. So St. Mary's a, eventually took it on. They're like, you know what? Screw Gonzaga. Yeah. You know, we're gonna beat these guys. St. Mary's just emerged as like the one team in the WCC yes. that could give Gonzaga a game, and so over. The course of that, they've become the rival. I get well, however you get there, you get there. Uh, uh, Gonzaga with the with the big one, Drew Timmy was. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's ho hum. That's where we arrived with Gonzaga, and and I'm at the point with Gonzaga. Uh, we both believe they're the best team in the country. Um, I I wouldn't say you know like last year I thought there was separation with Gonzaga and, and Baylor and the rest of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like now I don't know if I don't know who's in the group with Gonzaga. 
and I, whoever is in the group, I don't know how much the separate, you know, like it's a little different picture. So I don't want to get too crazy and be like Gonzaga is by far or like Gonzaga's head. Yeah, we're, we're not saying that. But, but Gonzaga's definitely reached a point as a program and as a team this year where it is just cruise control, both in terms of how they are playing the games. And I feel like how we as a viewing public, how we as a media are talking about them. Uh, it is it is a hundred percent. Nothing matters until March with them. And I guess like a lot of people listening that might be like, that's how it's always been for me. I've never really <laughs> cared until March. Nice. But I have, and I've, I, I have through the years, like tried to follow Gonzaga and, 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 you know, get excited about certain teams they've had. And like the Kelly Olenek team was awesome. And I was like, oh, like, could this team be something? And uh, the Rui Hachimura team in, in 2019 was awesome. Um, and last year was obvious. This year, I'm just like, you know, it's not that I'm not going to watch. It's not that I'm not going to care. It's just like I, it, I, I feel like that's Gonzaga's approach. That's going to be my approach, which is like, you, good job on the win. Yeah, doesn't matter. Give mm -hmm. me, get it. Let's see it tomorrow. Like, like let's. Let, that's those are the games that matter. And I'm not saying let's see it because you have to prove something to me. I'm saying like that's that's what we're waiting for. That's what we're playing for. That's nothing. You could win every game by 50, and mm -hmm. I, and it doesn't mean a goddamn thing unless you win the national championship you've sure. checked every other box yeah. and you know so, you know what you have to do drew timmy knows what he's there for if we had him here in the room and we really pinned him down and said hey drew timmy how how hard did you party after you beat get st mary's <laughs> he'd be like, what? yeah i mean but like, also, it was a freaking rager like yeah, every other one <laughs> yeah it's like every, every yeah. night and also like i'm here for one thing like i'm just trying to win a championship trying to solidify everything for gonzaga and then they're officially a blue but once they win the title they're officially going to move up into the blue blood conversation. New blue blood. Blue blood. Drop the new. Not the, okay. They are officially blue. The blues are, are adopting Gonzaga if they okay. win the title. Okay. Right now, they're new blood. <laughs> okay. That's how that works. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, Indiana's falling apart. That's happening. So that's cool. Um <laughs> I, I I want to losers. I, I want uh, to console Coach Titus, but I also know that he knows you know what's going it's, on. It's uh, it, it's not that Indiana's losing. It's like it's it, not really competitive. It feels the exact same way. It's just like revert. It's, it's like the 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 IU players, the, the coaching staff has changed, and there was like a moment, a glimmer of hope. But it's like these guys woke up and saw the calendar said February, and they're like, "That's right, we're not supposed to be able to shoot free throws, and like we're not supposed to be able to close games." That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. For, that's who we my are. My bad. That's yeah, who we are. Yeah, yeah, that's who we are. Yeah. Would, would you say we're like what? What, what, are the, what do all the bracketologists? They say we're like a seven, eight seed. Uh, that's too hot. That's right. That's right. It's February. We're supposed to be on the bubble. All right. Yeah. Let's get let's back to the say bubble. no more. We'll yeah. we'll get we'll get back to the bubble. Uh, what Wisconsin lost at home to Rutgers. Rutgers is Rutgers back is in, in the tournament. Yeah. Rutgers is in the tournament. Look that's a gut. Resume. That's another like a gut, just like going off the gut. Um, I I genuinely care more about who you beat than who you've lost to. And Rutgers has a ton of good wins. And yeah. I'm, and and I mean Purdue, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Ohio State. They beat all four of those teams now. Mm -hmm. Put them in the tournament. Put them in the tournament. Yeah. I don't care I agree. that they lost. Was it Lafayette at home? I think <laughs> earlier this season. Nobody who remembers. Who cares? Uh, is there anything else? Any other games I'm, I I forgot about? I mean, Duke I think, Boston College. I mean that that didn't matter. Oh, I mean, Marquette lost to Butler. Butler almost let that slip away too. Butler was a big. They're blowing them out, and then Butler's Marquette another came. team that's just. I feel like they have they're to do an assess. The, yeah, assess the situation. They're at a crossroads, but they're yeah. but they're a family team. You know what I mean? Like the Val mm -hmm. Jordan is a family guy. He's like a. You don't want to, you know, he, that, that that's a program that, like, if we're going to do this, if we're going to kill one of our own, we have to be very sure of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, so I, he's going to get a longer leash than some he might otherwise. Brad. Yeah. Brad, home. 
Yeah, I need Brad. Wouldn't I need Brad amazing? to go back for like two years. Wouldn't it be amazing if Brad and Thad both campaigned for the job? Like, like oh, the Butler job wow. is like actually super desirable. It's like the hottest job. Yeah. But they, but those They're two coaches fighting. won't take any other yeah, job. Yeah, they won't take any other job. And suddenly it's like, like <laughs> Butler's all, like losing yeah. their mind. They're like, what do we do? And all the IU fans are just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like what? <laughs> And like the stakes are like Brad. Brad is uh, like 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 they have like a game show where where they're they're underbidding each other. Brad's like, I'll do it for one point five million. Yeah. Brad's like, I'll do it for one million. And Brad's like, I'll do it for four hundred thousand a year. <laughs> and he's like, like, we offered you seven. Yeah. Brad's million like, I'll pay you guys two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year for me to coach this team. <laughs> You're right though. Butler is uh Butler is at a at a crossroads to say mm. the least. There's a there's I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. And Kansas beat Oklahoma. I guess that was a good game. They were they were losing. Tanner Groves was going nuts in that game. And uh, their first stretch. I was hoping and, and it looked Moser like was gonna have a bigger. It looked year. like Oklahoma was gonna pull the upset, and Allen Fieldhouse was not the case. Kansas won. Are you are you where were you at Kansas? I know we talk about it like every show. We I bet Kansas, Kansas update, to win the but, title at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I love Agbaji. I love McCormack. I love Bobby Pettiford. They got a lot of North Carolina guys that I like, but I, I don't think they're the team I thought they were going to be. Yeah. I thought Remy Martin was actually going to be a part of this team, but he's not. He's not. Bill Self. Right. He Bill was the Self. preseason Big 12 player of the year. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. He got Garrison Brooks. Uh, yeah. Whatever verb of that is. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. That, that is what happened to that entire team. It's, yeah. Because Remy Martin bought into the hype, and Bill Self was like, this guy's never played in the Big 12. Yeah. What? I saw someone. It was probably. Uh, what what did I see this? Someone was talking about um, how Kansas. Oh, never mind. I, I can't remember it. But it, it was it was something interesting. It was I was watching some like guy who transferred that was like playing well, and then someone was like, "What if Kansas got like Kansas needs a point? Like Kansas really needed a point guard transfer. Like that's like the missing piece for them and all that." And I was like, I was like, it was Brimmy Martin not that guy? I'm sorry. Did yeah, I, he was literally that guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't there, know. What there, I saw. I I I'm. This is this is very building a straw man. I mean, like to not have the. That's why I'm trying to bail on this thought. But we're here now. Um. I I I I was scrolling through Twitter or something, and I I saw someone like making that like, man, if Kansas would have just, I wish Kansas would have gone to the transfer portal to get like a guard. point guard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, they did. They, pretty sure they did. They got the Big Twelve. They got the wrong one. They year. got the wrong guard. <laughs> oh man, Kyle's uh, guy. They got Kyle's guy. Yeah, Kyle, I mean, big mistake. Uh, is that it? Shoutouts. Yeah. Shoutouts. Close out. Can we uh can we just shout out like the basketball gods because uh, Ben Simmons for James Harden, it happened. You that saw that on the show, like. Two months ago or something. I I uh, I, I was take sh- scoop. I was I was shocked that it happened before the summer, but I'm also like it had to happen, you know. Because if the Brooklyn Nets, we always know the old adage: defense wins championships. A defense comes down to effort and energy. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. they were going to break basketball. The Brooklyn Nets, those three guys, mm-hmm. by basically being like, "We're just going to outscore you. We're going to score one forty. Yeah. We're going to each of us are going to score fifty, and you know you're going to have to deal with it." So the fact that they only played 16 games and it's over, and I think it's better for everybody. I think it's better <laughs> for the NBA. They only played 16 games together. It's amazing. So Hilarious. shout out to the basketball gods for getting the job done. And Kevin Durant, I feel for the guy. I hope he figures it out. But God, he just can't catch a break, man. Like the t- the guy just like it's so hard. What do you feel for the guy? <laughs> feel for the guy. <laughs> you try. The guy ruined the NBA. <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't ruin it. Chart. Uh, Chart. I got why he wanted to play with the Warriors. Like I was sitting at home 
watching the Warriors, and I was like, I want to play for the Warriors. Did we or Who did didn't we not? want to play for the Warriors? Are you kidding me? It doesn't matter. Did we or did we not step into a portal <laughs> in 2016? We like did. a black hole Everything portal. Changed. Everything changed, Everything dude. Everything changed. And we're all trying to like pinpoint it, and I think like the people that are are you know are pay too much attention and think they know too much would say like the election might add something to do it. Like that was, you know, like the, the no, but it was we, long gone by that. Dude, point. We, there are far bigger stakes than the United States. You know, when it, it was, started, it was the NBA is what really happened when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. That was it. Well, you know, when it really started in the world has been shit ever. Chris since. Jenkins hit that shot. It's Chris Jenkins. Never mind. Chris Kevin Jenkins Durant hit that the hook. shot. And then Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. You know what happened? The Cubs later won the, the world series. That was, Leicester City won the Premier League that, that year. That was apocalyptic. Tom Crean won the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you name it, it was just insane 26 shit happening. Green. The Cavs won the title. So we got Super Bowl thoughts. Let's do Super Bowl thoughts, and maybe we get out of here. Oh, so, yeah. Super Bowl prediction. I think I think they are waiting for – they can't kick off until they get uh, everyone's – Everyone's all, Everyone in media, their picks compiled. We have to legally go on record with our picks. Um, I will not start. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say like I want the person that there should be a compiler around here who gets all the picks of all these people that have made these picks with such confidence and the ones that and do like a confidence ranking of it and then we get to laugh at the people that are wrong. You know what I mean? Because I predictions are all BS. But yeah, the way you should you rank s- it based on like the guy that's like I will cut off my balls. <laughs> yes, if, if, you know. Yes, he's like confidence level ten if the Bengals don't win. And Versus then, and yeah. then and then like the guy at the very bottom is the guy like me that's yes. like it, I see it either way. Yeah, no, you <laughs> can talk a, me into either one of these teams, and I am not in the prediction business, and nor will I ever be in that business because it's ridiculous. But if you had to like really think about it, and you just Los Angeles, the Rams, at the beginning of the season, they were the destined team with Matt Stafford. Right. And now they're playing at home in the Super Bowl. Right. And last year, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay played at home in the Super Bowl and won right. pretty easily. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Yeah. yeah. I the think be- the Rams, the, are, the Rams are the better team. The Yeah. Von but, Miller but it's like, is going to at least have dude, a sack. It's like we were talking about earlier with the, the, the UCLA magic and all that. Is it's it, Something happens where you're just you're like, well, you know. I thought the Bengals were going to lose every step of the way, and I've been wrong every step of the way. So why would I pick against them now? Yeah. And then you're like, so, so you're saying the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl based on magic, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I think Joe Burrow is magic. I think, that's, <laughs> yeah, I think he's a I wizard. Think that's it. Which <laughs> I mean, like, he might be a wizard, and I wouldn't be shocked if he is a wizard. But I just think to myself, do you believe in your heart of hearts that if the Carolina Panthers go to the Super Bowl, they're going to win? No. In your heart of hearts, do you think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win? No, just like the franchise, right? Like if you put the two franchises up, show yeah. business. Like what is the better outcome here? Yeah, the L.A. Rams win. And if Sean McVay retires after winning a Super Bowl, the whole system. Where, is, where did that is come screwed. from? Where did that come from? The whole from? system is screwed. He apparently wants to be in media because he did a podcast with the Ringer. Yeah, he yeah. sees us and he's <laughs> like, I, "This looks like a pretty easy gig. I don't want to coach these guys." I mean, might not be wrong. Yeah, he might get not like, be wrong. Get Spotify. Get like right? FanDuel and Spotify to <laughs> yeah. drop the bag. And <laughs> well, that's his plan. Sean McVay's like, "I want to raise." So and, and that's the only thing that's got me worried about the Bengals actually winning because it seems like Sean McVay might be one foot out the door. Who leaks that report i don't know hmm. so that's all i gotta say rams are it's, gonna win but also reservations oh, that, was good, that was a good hedge i yeah. i do see it as an either or game but uh <laughs> i it could go either way it really could. it really good it really it really really could like i see because like on the one hand the rams but then like the Bengals. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so let's just be honest I, this game's gonna be wonky it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be wonky let's leave i it see i i think uh I, I, I do think the Rams are going to win. So lock me in on the Rams winning. Uh, that's my official prediction. And score 22 to 18. 
Nice. Eighteen. <laughs> I like 31, 31 hit six field goals. <laughs> 31-28. Matt Stafford. Got 20, 22. There's a safety somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the Bengals hit six field goals. And that's that. I think Matt Stafford throws a pick late. And we all think it's over. Uh, then, then something Jim, happens. Jim, do you have do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I like the Bengals. I think they're <laughs> going to win. It's going to be a defensive struggle. Bengals, one nothing. <laughs> First nothing. time ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I just really want a close game and a two nothing slip would, at some Two point. nothing would be. Two nothing <laughs> would be. What, what nipple do you want to see of the, of the act? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not picky. I'm not picky. Nipples. The halftime nipples. <laughs> oh my god, that's gonna be a fun halftime show, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> you want to talk about when we stepped into the wormhole, the the portal? I think it was the nipple. Yeah, I think it was Dan Jackson. Jackson's nipple. Dude, I remember we. That was when we we just a world just like my, stepped my into like mom a different... took us home. We, we were at a big Super Bowl party like at our neighbor's house, and that happened while we were all watching it. We went home to watch the second. Had half. to shower. <laughs> it was like holy water. It was like a problem. Rod and Todd Flanders. I, mean, like, I was like ten years old, and it was the Carolina Panthers Super Bowl. I remember, remember there was that. A, there I was yeah. watching it in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Was was what year was it? Two thousand three. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Jake Delhomme. Mm-hmm. There was a kid. I thought I, I I have a vague memory of a kid at school saying that he had recorded the Super Bowl. <laughs> he was like, "That's what it comes to." No, it really like, come over and look come, at the halftime show. That. There were like people that had it on VHS that you were like, "Dude, did you hear that fucking yeah. Patrick has yeah. it on VHS?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, go over to Patrick's house and see it. I mean, the internet was around back then, but like you had. It wasn't to be, like but if you were like in high school, because yeah. you had your, you had like the one computer in the in the. Like, no, so it was like you just, on the phone, like yeah. and you're like looking up Janet Jackson. There, so you like, couldn't just Mom, you couldn't just up. go Google <laughs> boobs and hit enter. You know, no. like you had to you had to go to Patrick's house. Yeah, and, like, go watch the VHS. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Is, oh my god! All right, maybe we had. Uh, speaking of Super Bowl, we did. Uh, in case you missed it, the last show we did, we did a little special bonus episode. We were at at Media Row, uh, talking to all sorts of people. That's the biggest media um, day in the world, by the way. Yeah, a lot of people Super were impressed Bowl. that we were there. Super Bowl of media days. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so go listen to that. It's 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 unlike anything we've done, probably for the worse. I don't know, maybe for the better. Maybe uh-huh. like maybe don't. I don't know. Go listen to it. It's a it's a hodgepodge of people that we had run through and. As we were going through the list, I forgot to say, as we were because re- we did like a slight like recap at the end, we were just like, thanks everybody, whatever. One person I forgot to thank and shout out, and I want to shout out here on this show is Coach O, who came on the show. Mm. And I asked him straight up, like, it wasn't actually straight up, it was very long winded because I could see his the wheels turning in his head as I mentioned Will yeah, Wade's name. This really was a moment. I was like, Coach Will Wade, and then I saw his like demeanor shift yeah he's like you like, remember like having phone this he's like what about him so then as <laughs> i set up the question i was like i'm gonna talk for 15 <laughs> minutes to set this up so he can like think of an answer and then i asked him like what can you share something in about will wade behind the scenes or whatever and mm. then i'll i'll never forget he gave like he the most generic answer ever but it was like through tense teeth you know what yeah. i mean he was like biting. he was like biting his lip as he, was he said basically nothing which told me everything he's a great little man he said no according because I, I asked him what kind of relationship did you have he's like well according to the athletic department like he'd never met he's him before i was like were you guys at school together like do you guys not go to events together <laughs> That was that was my not. that was my favorite takeaway from media day. It was like Coach Coach O has either never spoken to Will Wade before, or he's he's spoken to him a lot. It really does, knows yeah, knows where the fan. bodies are buried. Well, like, and, it, and it shows the difference. We were talking about this earlier. It's like Ed Ogeron is a bad guy by the books. Yeah. you know what I mean, like textbook bad. You're guy. saying bad or bag? B A G guy. Okay. Will Wade is a 
non-textbook bad guy. In fact, he has broken the bag. And a, a textbook bad guy has no respect for someone that doesn't have fundamentals. It's like someone like who loves it, it would be like watch Aaron Kraft watching T Jazz do layups. Yes. You know, like okay. the, a man who, who has like a belief in the fundamentals Which one's of the Aaron game. Kraft? That's that's Th- that Ed, is that's Coach Ed O'Duron. Yeah. And then and the one who doesn't have tens jazz. of millions of dollars and bought his mama house. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're talking about. I got you. Know you. I, mean? I got the, you. The principles of the game. Yeah. Aaron Kraft. I, I think you're on to something. T Jazz. I think that's exactly it. I it it, it it now clicks. Now that I think about it yeah. that way. That, that was for the that was for gym class. That's what it is. All right. Uh, those are the shout outs. That's the show. Congratulations to Andy Enfield and the UC, USC Trojans on uh, owning the city of Los Angeles. You are the champions. Yes. Will, uh, do you think USC will be on the – if the Rams win, will USC basketball be on the fl- parade with them? Will they just join the parade? Like, yeah. Andy Enfield's like driving in his Tesla behind, like waving he's actually, Yeah, he's driving it. Everyone's like, I love this guy. You know what the prize was for winning that rivalry game? What? They have to wear masks for another five years. <laughs> 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 Goodbye. <laughs>